This is the Young Family Podcast. All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Young Family Podcast. It's your host, E. Young. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host. The TBC. Hello, TBC. Hello. How's things? Things are well. Awesome, awesome. Back in the booth, so let's quickly uh, just preview our show. You're going to kick things off with a, a quick tip. We're going to talk about a, uh, a YouTube video that is titled, Why Gen Z Doesn't Care About Music. Uh, so we wanted to comment on that because the YouTuber specifically asked for comments. Um, and uh, we'll also chit-chat a little bit about an NFL-related uh, predicament because the NFL season just kicked off last night. Before we get into all of that, TBC, why don't you kick us off with your quick tip of the week? One, two, three, five. All right, so my quick tip is to catch your kids doing something positive. I feel that in parenting, there is a lot of don't do this, don't climb on that, be careful, eat your vegetable, don't look at your sister that way, you know, don't hit your brother. It's like all this like of what you're not supposed to do. And I think that it's also important to kind of go out of your way to acknowledge the good things. You got to. Like the good test taking, the good studying, you know, you know, helping a hand around the house or whatever. I think just it's just like any type of positive reinforcement can go a long way. I've always said that when you do something wrong as a parent, it's good to apologize to your child. And I think that it's like the same thing. Acknowledge the positivity that they're doing. You are very much a pillar of psychological steadfastness. And positivity. Yes. <laughs> do, you, do you think that we do this well? Yeah, I think we I think we do. I okay. think we do. I think that I think one of us does. Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> You're so rude. <laughs> I definitely have my moments where I'm not like the proudest of myself because things definitely kind of get under my skin. But then I have like the moment of reflection where if I do something Maybe I overreact, you know, this past week I overreacted about homework one day. Mm -hmm. And then after I overreacted or it was, you know, a tough moment, I pulled Jackson aside and I just had a chat with him about how proud I was of him and how school can be hard, but that he was doing a good job. Mm -hmm. And then I acknowledged like two things that he brought home from school that he did really well on. Right. So, yes, I have my moments. Thank you very much. But I do think that as a whole, we do a good job about, you know, sharing the positivity as well as, you know. I, I, I was just joshing with you because I actually remember you uh, saying that to Jackson specifically. And uh, I do think that you've always kind of, uh, you emphasize being positive with the kids. It just so happens that in parenting around, you know, the toddler age and, and up, it's there's way more no and negativity than anything. So you're you're always going to be outweighed on the no and the negative side. Uh, but it's important to try to balance that out as much as possible. At least keep the game somewhat close. 
Exactly. Right? Uh, to the best of your abilities. All right, TBC. Wonderful quick tip of the week. Loved it. I'll be here all episode. Um, so I have been bugging you to talk about this video from YouTube that I came across. Uh, it was posted by one of my favorite YouTubers, Rick Beato. Do you remember what, what I said Rick Beato was famous for? Whoa. <laughs> no. So he normally posts um, videos about music. I was going to say music videos, but it's definitely not that. But uh, he's like a brilliant musician and he was a producer in the 80s and 90s. And he worked with like a lot of super famous uh, grunge bands. And um, the videos that he posts nowadays are all about like breaking down music. But then occasionally he'll just kind of go off on a rant, right? Uh, and so As this, we all do. Yeah. Well, he used his platform because he has like three million subscribers to just kind of like go off on a music related rant. But I would venture to say that this was probably the most abstract sort of uh, relationship with music. I mean, it directly relates to music, but um, it, it was, let's just say, off the beaten path from what he normally does the most. Uh, and more just kind of commenting on society at large nowadays. The title of the video is Why Gen Z Doesn't Care About Music. All right. And if I can kind of just like summarize his whole stance, he basically is saying that when he was a kid, and he also kind of put out the disclaimer in the beginning that this comes off as an old man yells at cloud sort of rant. Um, but basically the, the the crux of his argument is that video games have replaced music. Like when he was a kid, the ultimate form of entertainment media was music on vinyl records, all right? And then nowadays, of course, we have uh, video games, but even more so, we have the connectivity of video games where you can play simultaneously with your friends, even if you guys are not together. Um, you can live stream, people like to watch other gamers live stream themselves playing video games. So he w is basically saying that that has kind of overcome any of the people within this generation's desire to learn how to play music or, uh, or play an instrument or really appreciate music just for music. And so I found this very interesting and I wanted to hear what your opinion on it was, TBC. Well, I don't think that he is 100% wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look how it was when you and I grew up to now with us having children, a lot has changed. I mean, literally everything. What what uh, generation are you and I? Uh, my dad always calls me a millennial, but I don't think I am a millennial. So I'm pretty sure or that I'm like you... At the I think that you like, are. I think you're one of the oldest millennials possible. We are elder millennials. Let's put it that way. Okay, so I'm an elder millennial. I am 40. You sure are. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I was younger, I would do a lot of like outdoor activities, playing like in the house, Blockbuster on Friday night, you know, I think I had a boom box with like cassette tapes. Oh, I'm sure you did. And then when I was growing older, I had like CDs. And now we just have anything available on like the internet. Right. We have no CD player and like the cars. It's like everything is like different. 
Yes. Kids come out of the womb knowing how to, you know, use an iPhone and a computer. Right. It's just like, it's just like built into their brain from the beginning. Well, because parents hand them an iPhone or an iPad when they're infants now. And it's super like, like I will say that it is easy to like appease your child and to have some quiet time by giving your child an iPad. But so I think it's kind of like a combination of like an issue. But yeah, I mean, this screen is so addicting, you know, the videos, the entertainment, the, you know, everything is like right at your fingertips. So yes, this new generation is very you know, video game driven. May I also add, you know, not only with like the the ability to have anything all the time with the internet, the accessibility of everything, you, you said a very important word there, which was like the addictive nature of it. And I think that that's what Rick Beato's main point about video games was that not only as a somebody just viewing a video or like, you know, kids watching YouTube kids or something, um, but when you get into video games and there is this like you're interacting now with you know the the whole interface uh there is this element of mastery you want to get better at it right and you can be good at it and then there's reward for that and so that is something that becomes ultra addictive well, and, especially if you're making money off of it which some people are i mean that's like addictive yeah. too you know yeah um and yeah, but so basically just the reward element, the mastery element of video games is something that is addictive. And also, let's not try and say that our generation is completely like that that we missed out on that completely because we had video games. And so we know that they can be addictive. They're they're fun to play and then yeah, getting better at them different. becomes like a like a rush, you like know. Like I had like Nintendo that was attached to the television. Yeah. Or like Duck Hunt. But it was still attached to the television. Right. Whereas like nowadays it's like in your hand. So it's Very like true. close to your face. You can literally take it anywhere. Whereas when we were younger, we literally had to be in front of the TV. Okay. But man, so, yeah, those were fun. So so the increased accessibility of video games and how easy and it is. And just the convenience. To, I mean yeah. it's so convenient now. I mean, we had Game Boys and things like that. I guess that's true. But I mean, they suck compared to like what you can do nowadays. They're awesome, on but your yeah, phone. compared to now, I mean, they're definitely. It was awesome different. for what it was at that time. Yeah, like er, late '80s, early '90s to have a portable video game player. I think that our children are not a hundred percent going with like what he was talking about because our kids do have an interest in music. Riley loves to sing and to dance. Jackson is very into drums. But I think that part of their interest of music is, one, you play a little. Mm -hmm. Like, you dabble. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, with, like, your friends. Definitely a a dabbler. (laughs) I wouldn't go so far as to call myself a musician. And then, you know, we have always been, you know, right or wrong, the parent who allows our children to watch older movies than maybe they should. Correct. Like one of their favorites is School of Rock. Love it. Which is a fantastic movie with Jack Black and a lot of, you know, it's kids playing music. And because of that movie, 
it has really inspired both of our kids, really, to play music. Of course it was wrong to show our kids that movie. And, like, for years now. I mean, we... we... <laughs> it was not even, like, recently. But probably even more so than me dabbling in music and having instruments in the house that I allow them to play from time to time, especially now that they're older. Um, I think that that movie really inspired them. It, it just completely blew their minds. And they developed an interest in wanting to play real instruments. I think it's like all about the balance. It's like, yes, you know, allow your children to watch TV, allow your children to play video games, but also like get, get them, you know, involved in extracurricular activities mm-hmm. like music or sports, like allow them to play outside, be in the pool. Like it's like all okay but in moderation. And I think that if you can do the moderation, if you can do the music, because like music is also like really good therapy. Mm -hmm. It like music is played when you're getting a massage or like a facial to like relax you. Fair point. You know, music is like in, you know, it's just like music is everywhere. There's also that very same work reward sort of, relationship that there is in video games there is in in music when it comes to playing music you know what i mean like like you mentioned jackson is very interested in drums right now uh now he is not really very interested when i tried to teach him the technique behind drums because he's six and he's a very like aggressive boy so he uses the drums basically as like a means of channeling aggression he just wants to bang on them right now but if somehow that energy and that interest in it can be harnessed there is that similar relationship of like you work on it you learn the ins and outs of it and then you get better and then that kind of becomes addictive because you're like, oh man, like I put in some work and now I can actually hear myself playing drums. But the thing is with musical instruments, it requires like exponentially more patience than it does with a video game. Because a video game is designed to get you hooked within the first couple of minutes of playing. Uh, but a musical instrument could take you years <laughs> of of practicing and toil and just sounding terrible. I mean, guitar specifically, it hurts your hand. And for six to eight months, at least, your your fingers need to develop calluses. And then eventually, after all of that hell, you might experience a glimmer of reward for your hard work. Yeah, and so, nobody has like time, like the patience to kind of master like the harder things like the music the sports whereas like a video game it's just like easy to be entertained you flip it on it's right there you just like watch and zone out right and and furthermore like i'm saying the interface of the game is always designed to give you a little taste of that reward much earlier on in the process right. so and that that's you what get... people want you right know? so here's my question to you tbc even though of course we instantly kind of used our own children as examples to say uh, that, oh, well, we have kids that, uh, you know, they kind of enjoy video games and videos, but then they also enjoy live music. Do you, Though our children might be an exception, do you think that Rick Beato has a point here in general with society at large? Yeah, I think that there is like a general like like point to what he was saying about how I don't think music is 
as appreciated as like it once was. You really have to kind of go out of your way as parents to kind of still instill these important factors like music and, you know, other things. So or it's give, not only... Yeah, or give your kids the opportunity to be inspired by music and right. want to pursue it. That, I totally agree with you and I agree with Rick Beato up till that point. I think he might be underestimating the amount of families that uh, where there is somebody of the previous generation that really loves music and is instilling and inspiring their kids um, in some way, shape, or form. But we also want to hear from you guys. Uh, what do you think on this matter? Gen Z, are they, uh, do they totally not care about music anymore or what? Um, and so we got into an argument about Jack Black and Jackson's current obsession with Jack Black. Tell people about what, what that was all about. We didn't get into an argument, but we definitely did not agree at all. Yes, I think that we respectfully disagreed. That's so fair. The other day, you know, Jackson loves Jack Black from the movie, and he wants from to, School of Rock, right? And he wants to meet him. He brought it up to me like four or five days in a row, where he seemed really surprised. He came to the realization himself somehow he's like jack black is a real person and i'm like yeah dude like he's a actor and he lives in california i think and he's alive and he's like oh <laughs> like, he was so blown away by that and then for the next like four or five days he brought it up again completely unsolicited so yeah so we are on our way out the door for school rushing to make it to you know the start of school on time and Eric is like, you know, Jackson, I have an idea that I think you'll be able to like meet Jack Black and like talk to him. They had this like this like thing called cameos. And then I was like buckling Riley and I was like, no, no, no. You put a hard stop. No, no, now's not the time. Stop saying that. And like you kind of were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, we can talk about this later. This is no, no, no. And then Jackson's like, what's going on? So you got home from like drop off. And I was like, and by the way, what is your problem? <laughs> and I go, what a, what a, what's your problem? What a D-U-M-B thing to say. You don't need to spell it for the listeners. Well, you never know, <laughs> right? What a dumb thing to say. Like, like my thing, like you, you did not understand at all. And I was like very frustrated because at my point, it's like, don't tell the, the kid, don't tell our children about a what if, mm -hmm. because it's like, why would you say, Hey, there's a way that you can maybe meet Jack Black if you don't even know. Because for one, you don't even know if he's on Cameo. I didn't. And and then you two, said you researched and found that he is not. Two, I didn't research completely, but okay. I, I casually looked. You don't know how much Jack Black cost. Because let me tell you something. If Jack Black is over $100, which he probably would be, mm -hmm. I'm not buying that. Hmm. Right? I'm not buying a Cameo. So we've spent $100 on stupider things. <laughs> stupider is a word. Okay. But my point is this, like, like you, like you, you were coming back at me saying, well, it's like a lesson. It's like, hold a on, lesson. hold on, hold on. I'll explain my part once you're done with explaining your part. That's it. I just thought you were ridiculous. I thought that like, you're like, don't tell a kid. It's like, 
let there be some type of element of surprise. Mm. If, if we're able to do the research, if we're able to like look up a cameo, we we're so close to Christmas right now. If it was affordable and it was like in our realm of things to do, give it to him for Christmas and let it be a over the top surprise versus being like, there's this thing called cameo and I know you don't know what that is. But like, we could maybe let you meet Jack Black. And then for, you know, then 10 days later being like, oh, you remember that thing I was talking about? Yeah, it's like a no-go. But this is like a good learning opportunity. <laughs> an idiot. So, so yeah, uh, that, was, that was my stance on the matter. In that moment, which was a, a very crazy moment for that to even occur to me while we were buckling the kids in to race to school, that's when it popped into my head. I'm not saying your idea as a whole was dumb, but like how you brought it up was like terrible. Uh, like, so you've there... made that point known. Wow. All right. So if I get to explain my rationale now, basically, I hear what you're saying. And when the kids were younger, I am totally on board with you because children just don't, especially ours, uh, did not process disappointment well. So really, if I was going to talk about something that was ultimately not going to happen, they would have become so devastated that I agree it would not have been worth it to even bring it up in the first place. Now, my whole point is that I don't think that that strategy remains as relevant now that Jackson is six, okay? No. I understand that you disagree, but it's use, my turn. Use your logic for like, hey kids, we're going to the science center on Sunday. And then Sunday comes and be like, oh, you know, I have COVID. Like we're no longer going to the science center. Good teaching point for like- Processing your, for disappointment. Like, yes, 100%. But for you to just go out of your way to hypothetically bring up this like, what if type scenario to then to to then bring up disappointment makes no sense to me. I think that but that's why we're pulling the audience to see whose side. I mean, just really uh, to no. I do. I want like a, I wrong. want our listeners to just be straight up referees here. Whose side are you on? Pick a side. A hundred percent mine. I, I I mean, possibly there might be there might be quite a few. Listen, I know that I can be an idiot, a flat out idiot in. A lot of situations in life, probably more so than a high-functioning adult such as myself should be an idiot in. However, in this particular situation, I think it comes down to my my core feelings of I don't want to overly coddle my kids. All right, um, I think that when you expose your children to, uh, you know disappointment not intentionally but just to go along on this journey with me that's really what it was i just wanted to share it in that moment because i was excited about it i wanted jackson to live that excitement momentarily for me and then i was going to adequately explain that bud this this is a big variable this is a thing that some celebrities do, but I have to research it. And whether or not we can do it really, really depends. And you just, you have to like kind of go on this journey with me. It's a big maybe. And I think that at this stage, at, at you know, the age of six and a half, that he is able to go on that journey. Uh, and that if ultimately the answer was, 
sorry, Jack Black is not available on any of these platforms, that it would be fine. Like, he'd be a little bit disappointed. But even if he had to process that disappointment, I think that being excited a little bit about it it would have been worth it. And then no. even even him processing the disappointment would have been fine. No. It would have been a, a good lesson. No. All right, so why don't we take a short break and then we're going to wrap things up and then we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about our NFL conundrum. All right, everybody. So um, NFL season kicked off last night. Did you know that? Yes, but I don't really care. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, you don't really care for football too much, huh? No, I mean, it, it takes a lot of you time. You were a cheerleader. doesn't mean that I like, am like craving to watch football. No, it sure doesn't. I mean, like, I used to really enjoy watching football, but, like, now I don't have, like, the time. Mm. I w- if I'm going to watch does. a sport, I'd rather watch hockey. Which I ain't mad at. So, I mean, listen, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for everybody else. I don't really care. <laughs> listen, I didn't accomplish anything. Uh, I know a lot of people kind of feel that way. Like, they, they made it through the off season because they love football so I mean, much. It was like fantasy football, games. I just, I'm here to support the team of, like, who you love. You gotta support the team. And, like, that's it. That's nice. So, well, we're all about wearing, you know, on game days... A little black and gold. A little black and gold. So you got to support yeah. the team. Yeah, yeah. You got to have, like, the apparel. I was raised a Steeler fan. So I did not choose this life like the life chose me. I understand. And, and, and honestly, it's a little bit of, like, a curse. It's a gift and a curse because I can't not care about this professional American football franchise that I have nothing to do with. But I can't not care about their well-being. Listen, I want them to do well. I get it. But our conundrum is about apparel. It is, yeah. So um, uh, let's talk about... So I'm a Steeler fan. That's established. I've been raising our children as Pittsburgh fans, Steelers, Penguins. We don't talk about the Pirates. Um, but then... So that means that we are diametrically opposed to Boston fans. All right? We, we, you know, just in terms of the sports, the pro sports, we don't get along. Pittsburgh fans and Boston fans, you know, they're they're just like they're very very proud franchises, and they kind of are similar in terms of of success and obnoxiousness. Okay, so because we are similar in those two elements, the fan bases resent one another. All right, here's another thing about Boston fans and specifically the Patriot types. They're conniving folks. All right. Okay, we're not here to <laughs> badmouth anybody else. We're that being just said, here to talk about our conundrum. That You're being said, a little off topic. No, no, no. This is all important context. I love people from Boston. I absolutely adore them. I, I don't care for their taste in pro sports teams, but I appreciate the culture of New England in general. I really do. I love people from New England because you never have to wonder what they're thinking, right, TBC? No, they tell you. They tell you the truth. And that really is like, that, that's one of my favorite qualities in people. So all, all that, you know, is what it is. We're hanging out with some of our, our uh, friends well, from Massachusetts. To start off with, okay. our daughter. Yes. 
um, who is four. She is. Is like 150% girl. So girly. Like the purses, the makeup, unicorns, the colors, pink, purple, glitter, everything. She is like all girl. Very much so. So she gravitates towards bright colors and pink and all that kind of stuff. pink. She just wants to wear it all. Right. So right. like you were saying, we were at our friend's house. We're hanging out because, you know, I'm I'm telling the truth. Uh, absolutely adore people from Boston and New England or Massachusetts in general. Uh, some of my closest friends in life are from there. And um, but <laughs> they, they, they pull this shysty move on me. And I feel like they knew exactly what they were doing. Um, they have kids that are a little bit older than ours. Um, especially their, their girl. Their girl is the oldest, so she's a couple years older than Riley. So they had some hand-me-downs for Riley the last time that we were hanging out with them. And they gave her a, uh, a piece of Disney-themed luggage, which R- Riley just lost it over. And then the, you know, the, the core of our issue here, the bright pink girly 4T New England Patriots jersey. It is the perfect color, the perfect size. And it's a it's a hell of a design, too. The perfect everything, except that it has the Patriots on the front. It's a full-blown Patriots jersey. And Eric was like, no way. But, but it's by, like it was custom-made for Riley. But by that time, Riley had already fallen in love yes. with the jersey. So we gladly took it to, to help our little girl's heart become full. And... Eric in the car was like, she can't wear this jersey. <laughs> and and then Riley, you know, the kids are always listening. And she's like, why not? I'm wearing this to school tomorrow. At first, I started negotiating. I said, Riley, for reasons that are just beyond your comprehension right now, it's going to make me very upset if you wear this jersey. And so she starts to get upset because now she feels like she's not going to wear it. I go, listen, listen, I really don't want you to cry. This is kind of dumb. It's very dumb, in fact. It is definitely dumb. I'm like, but what if I got you this exact same jersey, but with the Pittsburgh Steelers on it? And at first she was like, fine. But she's like, you better make it happen. Like, Tomorrow, because I'm trying to wear this jersey. I unfortunately was not able to not only get it in a day, that would have been impossible no matter what. It doesn't even really exist. It does not or even. Or we didn't easily find it. But she It does wore, not exist. The, 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 the Steeler version, it's just not out there. She wore it the next day to school and I'm it like so broke sh- so Eric's ashamed. heart and then we did laundry and like you know when we, we put it away Eric like put it like in the drawer like way in the back <laughs> and somehow this like sixth sense that she has she opened the drawer and was like where is that pink jersey she went hunting for it she and loves she found it. it and she wore it again so now this is twice now that she has worn it and Eric is like I even I even went to Steelers Twitter that I am a part of. And I said, I explained the situation and it's probably one of the tweets that got like the most attention. People from Steeler Twitter were so upset for me that this was happening that they started looking on Amazon and every single possible vendor to try and find a pink 4T little girl's Steelers equivalent. But the problem is there's like numbers on it. There's like names on the back. It doesn't look as cute. This thing that she has was seriously like 
made for her to a T and it was so, so cute. It's, she just like loves it so much. It's but such an issue. It for was me. just like for me, like I don't care. Like I don't care about sports. I don't care if they win or lose. Like I mean, obviously I support Eric to like watch the sports because I know it, it it makes him happy. So for me, I was like, who cares? Like let her wear it. But Eric was like, no, it's like bad juju. Like why would they give this to we us? We got the Patriots on the schedule this year too. It's a well, problem. Well, maybe Riley can wear it on game day. Ah! <laughs> so anyway, I know I'm being ridiculous, but for any diehard sport fans out there, I need you. To, to get at me. I need somebody to support me and, and tell me that they relate with this issue because it is a problem. It's a huge problem. It's not a huge problem. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. For people that were raised to feel a certain way about a certain team, oh my God, These it's a teams challenge. These should be making apparel good for everybody. You I agree. To, you don't have to create a large quantity, but you should have some. I mean, particularly right now. I, I need, I, you know what I should do? I should write to the Pittsburgh Steelers themselves. And this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, uh, that'll wrap it up for today. TBC, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us online? You can find us at youngfamilypodcast.com. Uh, we love y'all. Thanks for listening. And, and on behalf of the TBC and myself, we are saying deuces until next time. And bye. bye. Podcast. This is the Young Family Podcast.